thank you so much for joining us on Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast. Today, we're going to be talking with Cranford's township administrator. His name is Jamie Cryan. We're going to learn a little bit about Jamie, a little bit about his job. And Jamie, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thank you, Bernie. Happy to be here. Well, as I said, we're going to talk about you. But I think even before we talk about you, it makes sense to talk a little bit about your job, township administrator. You know, people know that that's your title, but they may not really understand exactly what's involved with the job. So why don't we start off with you telling me a bit about what your responsibilities are as the township administrator, please? Sure. It's a great job uh, to have. It's a, also a difficult job in many ways um, because of the responsibilities involved. The clear you know, elevator pitch that I give is I manage the day-to-day operations for the township and I implement policy as set forth by the township committee. Um, So my job is to report to the township committee and make sure that their initiatives and their plans are uh, put forth. And then on the other side to make sure that all the trains are moving on time and everything that is supposed to get done um, internally uh, in each department uh, gets done. Would it be fair to say if this were the business world that your job would be the equivalent of the chief operating officer? Yes. Yeah, that's a a good analogy. So all of the the various township departments report to you, and then you in turn report to the township committee. Is is that also correct? Yes. Yes, it is, Bernie. uh, That's the way it goes. And um, uh, really, at the top of the pyramid, that's where the residents are. So Mm -hmm. we, no matter what happens uh, on a day-to-day basis, and uh, if I'm at the top of this internal organization, and then the township committee is over us, then uh, I have 24 some odd thousand people who are my bosses. <laughs> now, how long have you been in Cranford as the township administrator? Uh, about three and a half years now. Go, go, yeah, going on four years. Well, you and I talked a little bit uh, before uh, we started recording today's interview, and I discovered that you and I share something in common. We are both Seton Hall Pirates, although I my time there yes. was a little bit before yours. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but uh, I'd like to learn a little bit about you. Even before your days at Seton Hall, where did you grow up? My parents are immigrants from Ireland, um, settled in Newark, New Jersey. That's where I was born. Uh, from there, I moved to uh, uh, Florham Park, New Jersey. After college, moved down to Hoboken and lived in Hoboken for about 20 some odd years, uh, and then recently uh, moved back out to the Burbs. Mm-hmm. So always been within a uh, you know, 25-mile radius, and um, I don't think I'd ever consider leaving New Jersey. I know people hate New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> some, some people have problems with the weather or, or whatever, but I really appreciate the attitudes, the uh, abruptness, the honesty you get here. And uh, I, I appreciate the changing of the seasons. So I'm, I'm very happy where we are here. Well, one of the things when I discovered that you too were a graduate of Seton Hall, I, I had to ask, and if anybody who's listening to this is a Seton Hall person, they may wonder this as well. There was a bar in the Valesburg section of Nork called Cryans. What was your connection, if any, with that? Well, the bar in Valesburg uh, was uh, my father owned that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, very interesting because uh, that's when I was at the time that he owned it. I was much younger, um, mm-hmm. so there'd be days where I would be 
uh, going in there to help clean or help my mother clean and, you know, help is probably, you know, a, a bit ambitious of what I did is I just tried <laughs> to get out of the way. And, uh, but uh, before school, doing that before school and then afterwards helping out and going, you know, the, the bar business and the restaurant business um, is an incredible uh, resource for anybody entering any job, really. You know, you see the amount of people who start as busboys and waiters and, you know, then bartenders or, or hostesses and hosts or whatever it is. But you, it's, it's a great opportunity for a young kid to start learning responsibility. So for me, it was uh, a great opportunity uh, growing up in a family that had a, a bar and restaurant. When you were a student at Senate Hall, what was your major? What were you hoping to do? Well, I, I, I double majored in political science and uh, communications. And uh, at the time, I was interested in getting involved in uh, uh, community-related activities, whether it would, you know, working for a municipality, working for government. My uh, goal there uh, was to uh, really, at the time, was to work for the federal government is what I wanted to do. Um, I did a, an internship and uh, done with the uh, Senate Steering Committee, and um, that led to... Uh, uh, you know, uh, some opportunities down there. And it was, uh, it was a, a great time. Um, but, uh, you know, as you start going through the process um, of working these internships and jobs uh, and, and all that, you start realizing that you have to start making money to support yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't much money in it. So I, I kind of shifted my focus uh, towards banking and, uh I worked uh, for a good, you know, decade uh, or more uh, for uh, in in the banking industry, and uh, most recently before uh, I re-entered government, I was working for the Provident Bank, um, and it was a, also another great experience. What did you do for the Provident Bank? I managed the um, residential lending for Hudson County, uh, which was uh, the home base for Provident Bank. Mm -hmm. Like uh, one of the banks in Hudson County in Jersey City was called the Beehive. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, 170 some odd years old. It was, at the time, it was pretty amazing. It had a little beehive and the, the, the whole, the story behind the beehive was that this bank was the center of the activity. So, you know, this was uh, the hive and all the, the activity was buzzing around and um, it was back in a time when people didn't have even ATMs mm -hmm. or, or online banking, which we you know everybody relies on now. I would imagine there's a lot of similarities between working for a community bank and then working in municipal government. You're working with individuals, people who are you know, trying to make their way through. And obviously finance plays a big role in both. Yes. Uh, is that what drew you to make the shift to working in government uh, once again, after you, you left the Provident? Yes. Yes. Very much so. There was, there was a lot of similarities and there's a lot of tools that I learned there that I still use on a daily basis. The, at the root of everything and, and what I start my day with and in my day with and what we talk about from a, you know, a, a department head level here is a, a full commitment to customer service. And we are not just a, a government or somewhere, a place where we take your taxes and, and don't do anything. We serve. And that is the start of every 
activity that we do. We do our absolute best to serve members of the public. So that's at the root of everything. And, you know, very challenging during COVID, uh, but we worked around that stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, Cranford is an incredible town um, that has a, a, and what makes it so incredible is that it has such an active citizenship. Like the residents in Cranford love living here and you can tell. And that's, that's, that's a great uh, uh, place to start uh, when you're trying to serve people. What made you decide to, to make that transition back into government service? I was always involved in, you know, in Hoboken, it's kind of uh, hard to sit on the sidelines. Uh, so I was always involved in, you know, politics and uh, um, uh, public service in some way, shape or form. Uh, I served on uh, Hudson County Planning Board for a number of years. I uh, um, volunteered for a number of community-based organizations. When I was working with Provident, I started uh, uh, working for some of the community-based organizations like uh, Habitat for Humanity of Hudson County um, and and serving on that board and serving on other uh, community-oriented boards. And uh, through that process, it kind of morphed from just the bank to uh, uh, the community service-oriented entities. And then uh, I was offered a position with a startup uh, that was very interesting to me. Um, it was some. It was a, a company that was uh, geared towards bringing efficiencies to uh, real estate and, and banking. Um, and uh, you know, with my background with residential lending, it was a, a, a good fit, and nice transition. So um, I thought it, you know, it was a, a good time to tackle a new opportunity. So I went to work for uh, this company. It was called Property Pilot. And um, uh, as as I was going through uh, my orientation with them and helping them kind of organize uh, their uh, offerings and you know help develop the business realized that it really could serve governments very well um, and bring uh, incredible efficiencies to governments as far as, you know, management and, you know, the whole basis of uh, property pilot at the time uh, was um, getting information based on a map. So if you were looking to purchase homes or if you were looking to go to sheriff sales or anything like that, you know, information that you can find online now with Zillow or companies like that, uh, you could go to this one-stop shop and it was New Jersey-based and focused uh, exclusively on New Jersey, but found that, you know, in government, everything's based on the location and everything's based on the map. So if you could uh, potentially utilize this tool to help tie uh, different departments together in uh, a municipality and uh, bring a lot of efficiency, better use of time for government workers with this offering. So I kind of started working with that. The company morphed into GovPilot and started marketing towards governments. So I started going on sales calls and talking with different municipalities. And uh, I started realizing that there is a a real need for um, professionalism and uh, this efficiency, sorry to keep saying the word, but to, to bring efficiency to government. And that's where I kind of started thinking uh, along the terms of uh, uh, re-entering 
you know, a municipality. From there, I got uh, uh, an offer. I was offered a position uh, in West New York to uh, um, manage their uh, parking authority. Uh, it was in very bad shape. Um, it was probably offered to me, and I was naive at the time. It was probably probably offered to me because nobody else wanted it. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was just it was it was not in good shape at all. Uh, so uh, I, I saw it as a great opportunity, and um, I was able to take that uh, uh, entity from a two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar negative to uh, a two hundred thousand dollar positive in one year without changing rates or without changing um, the level of enforcement, just making sure that we're bringing accountability and, and um, uh, more of a focus on customer service to the position. And uh, it, it was, it was a, a great learning experience for me. What really uh, made that position uh, incredible for my career was it's the government aspect to it and, and what it's led to, what that position led to, uh, take me to here today. But everybody who wants to understand how to uh, deal with customers and uh, handle uh, irate customers should have to work in a parking authority where <laughs> you are getting yelled at every single day, you know, um, and nobody is ever wrong. You know, I was just a minute <laughs> over, you know, and it, it kind of teaches you these lessons. Like I remember when I first started, uh, I, I would have uh, someone come in and they'd be so upset that they received a ticket because they were one minute over and they were only a minute over. And you start uh, uh, explaining, like when I first started, I would start explaining, well, you were a minute over, you know, trying to explain how they were wrong, you know, and all that would do is was extend the conversation and make it worse and get that person even more aggravated. So it kind of helped me refine my pitch, I guess, or my, um, focus uh, when dealing with people who are not happy, trying to get to the root of why they're unhappy and how we can help, you know, and not focusing on who's right, who's wrong or anything like that, or how they are yelling at you or not, or, you know, if they're abusive, which sometimes it would get to that point and you hope that it never gets to that point in any situation, but um, how to deal with those situations. Where did you go after West New York? Tell us a little bit about the steps that led to Cranford. I was at the West New York Parking Authority for uh, a, a few years, and um, they were uh, doing a search for um, their administrator there in West, in the town of West New York. And um, I didn't apply; I was not interested in it. It wasn't even on my radar. I was real happy with the uh, uh, duties and, and the progress that I was bringing to this parking authority. I was called by a couple of the um, commissioners who worked for West New York. And they asked if I would uh, be interested in interviewing. And I, I said, no, no, you know, I appreciate the opportunity, but no, I'm not interested. And then they went through the process again and all of this. And, you know, it's just your typical uh, uh, committee form of government where you have five different people making decisions. They were not able to come to a consensus uh, on any one person. But they could all come to a consensus that out of everybody who worked for the town or had any interactions with the town, I was the least objectionable. So <laughs> that's how it started. So while uh, uh, at least uh, three of them were very happy and I had very good relationships with, even the other two were um, on board with uh, uh, recruiting me to that position because they had seen some of the positive work that I had done. Um, so they asked, so I interviewed and 
um, they uh, asked me to take the position and I, uh, I did. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was, it was a great learning experience there. It's, uh, West New York is, um, a, in some ways, it's a very different community than Cranford, but in other ways, it's very similar. I mean, West New York has the, it's the second most densely populated municipality in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, everybody's on top of each other. Um, it has an incredibly poor portion of the population and an incredibly wealthy portion of the population right on the waterfront and, you know, uh, on the Hudson River uh, overlooking the skyline of New York, where you see some of the most expensive uh, condos in the state are located in West New York. So it's it was an interesting uh, uh, opportunity to, you know, work with different um, types of uh, uh, people and try to serve them. Uh, so it's, it's, I, I loved it there. I loved uh, everything about it. Um, it was uh, a great learning experience and it allowed me to, uh, uh, you know, polish, it polished me for uh, what I, I would face in Cranford. Mm-hmm. Was it direct from West New York that you came yes. to Cranford? Yep. Oh. I came to Cranford right after that. Yep. All these jobs that you've had, you're, working with elected officials. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, have you ever had an urge yourself to run for elective office? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I am uh, uh, vehemently behind the scenes and very happy behind the scenes. Um, I, you know, so regardless of whether you're a Democrat or Republican or independent, I think it's really important for everybody to appreciate the people who serve in mm-hmm. elected office and the people who run for elected office. It's not easy to put yourself out there. It's really not. And then when you do uh, eventually win and get this job, it's not a part-time job at all. You, you'll, you have no chance of surviving if you treat it as a part-time job. It's Most of the time you have uh, uh, almost half of the people who are unhappy with your decisions and almost half the people who are happy with your decisions. And you have to serve a, 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 you know, a very different set of people, regardless of where you are. So I, to, to, you know, to uh, circle back to the answer uh, to the question and give you a short answer. Absolutely not. uh, No interest in elected office. I'm not too familiar with, the form of government that West New York has. Obviously, here in Cranford, we have a township committee where everyone is elected mm-hmm. at large. It's not a strong mayor in the sense that the mayor is not elected directly by the electorate. What was New York, West New York's setup as far as its municipal government? It was similar. It's called it's called a Walsh Act form of government. Uh, there's it's only one of five municipalities that. Uh, still use that form of government, but it, it's it's very similar. It's a township committee. Uh, five uh, folks get elected, and uh, those five choose the mayor. Uh, the, the great part about uh, uh, the way it was in West New York was it's once every four years. So mm-hmm. uh, you'd have silly season before the uh, election for the you know few months beforehand, and then it would end, and you wouldn't have to deal with that for four years. Uh, the difficult part with Cranford is that it's uh, um, every year there's an election and mm-hmm. potentially can turn over uh, uh, the committee. I mean, I think I've, I've served uh, 10 different uh, commissioners and nine or 10 different commissioners in my time here. We have a, a great form of government and great 
elected officials uh, right now and through my time here, that's how it's been. I can't think of anybody who I've worked with who has not cared. You know, uh, everyone that I've worked with, especially now, um, truly cares about um, doing their absolute best for Cranford. Uh, they just come at it with from different directions and have different ideas. Um, but it's uh, it's hard to have these positions turn over as much as they do, you know, because you're making long-term, very important decisions and to have to keep circling through that, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, I think it's, it's a good point to uh, wrap up our conversation. Hopefully we'll have some future discussions, but thank you so much, Jamie, for taking the time out to talk with me here on Cranford Radio and to share with us a little bit, both about the job itself, as well as you, the person and, and some of your background and what led you here to Cranford? So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Bernie.